I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Hi, I'm Pragya Gulati and I lead marketing at HD Smartcast. Welcome to this exclusive series, HD Smartcast Leadership Lessons. I'm going to be talking to leaders across industries, discussing their journeys, their aspirations, their challenges, and how they overcame them. This is an HT Smartcast original from HT Smartcast, which is India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. So for this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Mr. Srinivas Rao, who is the CEO APAC of Western Global Workplace Services, which is a pioneer of real estate consulting services in India. With over 25 years of experience in the real estate industry, he's been a panelist in various industry events like Credi, Nascom, Fiki, etc. and is regularly featured in leading publications. Westin is an occupier-focused workplace solutions firm specializing in commercial, residential, industrial, retail and hospitality sectors. Shrini, welcome to Leadership Lessons and thank you for joining. Thank you, Pragya, for inviting us, um, rather me and, and my organization, and uh, look forward to this interesting session with you. Thank you. And uh, you've been a pioneer in real estate uh, industry, right? So can you just elaborate on your journey in real estate and uh, how have you seen it changing across years? So I'd like to take you back in time, um, about 25 years ago, when I was in college and I was trying to uh, figure out what's the right, uh, you know, opportunity for me or what is the right calling for me. I had opportunity from Procter & Gamble, Unilever, all of them asking me to come and join them in that particular course sector straight out of MBA. And uh, here I was. So during the course of the, you know, the interview sessions that was happening in the college, uh, I chose Kira Heja and that was a, a small developer from Mumbai. I mean, they are large from a real estate perspective. But, you know, when you look at the uh, the size of organization, what a Procter & Gamble or a Unilever is, uh, this was a very small firm. And I chose that firm, even though I was I was in the first lot of people who got selected for uh, PNG and Levers. And then I, I decided that this was what I wanted to do. I mean, I, you know, somewhere in the back of my mind, because I had a civil engineering background, I was always thinking that real estate is where my calling would be, or that's what I wanted to focus on. Um, so that's how I actually got into a job uh, without understanding or even realizing the nuances that's that's there in the real estate industry. My dad uh, God bless his soul, thought that I was absolutely bonkers. There was something wrong with me because I was going and joining oh this organization. <laughs> and uh, 
and when i told him that i was joining era age development corporation he was absolutely i was devastated is the, is the right word he oh he told my mother that kid is absolutely uh, he doesn't know what he's doing in his life etc etc um that's how i i actually got into the development industry and uh, then moved on uh, you know worked for worked in the developer industry for about a couple of years before i joined the corporate real estate world i bumped into a gentleman in a hotel i was actually sitting to meet somebody to sell um some residential property that we were marketing as rahejas and i was sitting in the hotel in the coffee shop waiting for the the guest to come down and then i met this expatriate sitting in the hotel uh with two kids and he was talking and he saw me with a whole bunch of real estate brochures and uh, he said are you in the real estate business i said yeah i am in the real estate business and he said what do you do for a living and i just gave him a, a spiel of what i do and you know how we design and we build these apartments and then i market it etc etc so he said listen my name is uh, so and so and i want you to meet me in 15 days in mumbai for a job i really thought this guy was there was something wrong with this guy and i thought but i did take out of courtesy in a five star hotel so i did take his business card 15 days later and this was right after christmas called me back once he came back from australia i met him in mumbai and that's how my journey into corporate real estate side started uh, this was way back in 1995 and without even understanding what corporate real estate was all about i took up a job and uh, moved to mumbai and and that's where my journey in the corporate real estate world started so sometimes they say right your destiny um beckons you or you get hit by or rather you are given opportunities by god and this was one of one such opportunity where i met the gentleman in a hotel um when while he was having his breakfast and i was waiting for a customer to sell real estate that's how my journey in corporate real estate started so i think probably uh, god was giving you the reward of uh, <laughs> choosing uh, real estate versus oh, the yeah. big fmcgs and uh, you know it's almost as if you've attracted uh, corporate real estate to, uh, to you like they say the power of manifestation and all of that it's almost as if it's come to you do <laughs> that actually pragya what you're saying is very true because i think it is uh, it is the power of manifestation i firmly believe in that um but yeah this seemed like my calling and 15 days later i meet this gentleman and then i was the first employee the only um how do i say the only good thing about all of this was that collier's jardin was a joint venture with hdfc and ilnfs these were really big organizations back those days hdfc still is ilfs obviously for the wrong reasons is in the news uh but they were it was a joint venture with these with these two large um corporates in india and so the fact that hdfc was somehow involved in all of this gave me the comfort and that's how i went and joined them because i knew hdfc from a standpoint that when we were selling apartments you know people used to take loans and hdfc obviously was one of the biggest funders way back in 1995 for housing loans and that's how i got into real estate and more so corporate real estate and uh, yeah i've never looked back from then and then how did uh, western happen so interesting story so i worked in uh, colliers for many many years 
Um, I worked for about three years. And then from Collier's, I went to the United States um, to bring in to bring another new organization into the India setup. Uh, so we brought Cushman and Wakefield to Asia in the year 1998. So I was one of the few guys who actually went to the United States, presented to the Cushman board saying India and Southeast Asia was a great opportunity. And uh, because Cushman w- was then a Rockefeller firm, and uh, they were keen to come to India, but they didn't have the right kind of people who could actually bring them into India. So that's how I went to the United States, uh, along with a bunch of other colleagues, uh, presented to the Cushman family, and then we brought Cushman to India. Uh, from Cushman, my journey moved on to another organization called Equus. And Equus was, again, one of its kind firm way back in, in those era, because Equus was the only company that was in the occupier space. So all of this started during the, the big fiasco that happened with uh, Arthur Anderson and Enron. So uh, it was one of the key elements that came out as part of the Sarbanes-Oxley, the SOX compliance was to make sure that in real estate transactions, um, the seller and the buyer needed to have representatives who are not common. So you needed to have a broker or, or, a, or a real estate professional who would represent you uh, separately as against one individual representing both parties. So one of the key elements that came out of SOX compliance was the fact that it had to be arm's length, conflict-free services. Uh, so Equus was one such firm in the United States that was offering such services. And then I obviously got an opportunity to work at Equus. And uh, I think I worked for about 10 years with, with Equus. Um, it, it changed hands in the sense that the, the owner of Equus sold Equus to a public company called UGL from Australia. And uh, once he sold the firm, uh, for about three years, I was oscillating between India and Singapore because I I had the responsibility for the Singapore operations as well. So I was moving back and forth. And in 2010, when UGL started looking at, you know, moving away from corporate real estate business to more uh, product-related business. So they were trying to get into um, selling um, chillers, elevators and a bunch of other stuff. Um, I called uh, Mike Silver, my boss, um, and the chairman of Bestian. Uh, he also happened to own Equus. Um, so I called him and said, boss, this is not working for me. I want to get back and start something in the corporate real estate world, focusing on the customer needs. Uh, that's how Bestian was born in the year 2009, 2010. That's when we got a license to operate in India and China in 2010. That's mm-hmm. how all right and uh, where do you uh, see Westin uh, playing its role in commercial real estate growth now or in the future in the near future but yeah you'll have to uh, again um, step back I would say about 10 to 12 years ago where corporate real estate was all about space that people use to come to office to work uh, the concept of productivity, the concept of wellness, the concept of, you know, workplace being a key role uh, or rather playing a key role in the productivity of the employees, the wellness of the employees, all of that um, was never there. So in the last 12 years, corporate real estate has evolved into a, a place where 
people ideate people uh, discuss people increase their productivity people share knowledge um and all of that concepts came into play i would say about 12 to 15 years ago when microsoft apples googles of the world started you know um changing the work workspace environment it was it's not just about tables and chairs it was also about how do you connect people to ideate better to come out with newer ideas and all of that stuff so from that standpoint that journey when i started 20 25 years ago to where we are today is a very different world the the workplace has evolved and more so in the last one year thanks to the pandemic because now we re- we are actually going back in and and how do i say uh reinventing a lot of things we thought was the right way forward uh the whole concept of work from home work from anywhere all of these are new terminologies new normalcy that people talk about from a workplace standpoint um having said that where does westian fit into all of this um uh, as an organization we took a very conscious call about 5 years ago that we just want didn't want to be just a provider of space but we started thinking about how do we innovate or rather create innovative spaces so westian uh, about 5 6 years ago we started investing very heavily in technology we started investing in in design um that was going to be uh in house uh so we again uh, not just from an india standpoint we said we will need to build this capability across the globe and uh, that's where we came up with different ideas to actually help customers not just from a space perspective but design the space build the space and eventually manage the space so it was more like a cradle to grave concept for our customers so a customer comes to us and we are able to give him a solution um not just in terms of the design but actually how to build it and eventually manage the space uh that's the space that westian is focusing on and we want to bring in more technology and and all of the other elements to make it a more um high performance workplace for all our customers all right and uh, since you mentioned about covid-19 and most definitely it just suddenly came in and changed our lives so uh, do you think uh, that this change is forever do you think this work from home work from anywhere kind of concept uh, is a productive concept vis-a-vis work from office uh, what's your uh, stance on this again this uh, this whole work from home or work from anywhere or work from office um means different things to different people and different regions across the globe um one solution is not going to work for the entire world uh and i'll throw some examples here right so work from home in the united states is extremely you know um functional it's working extremely well for almost all the large customers because uh the the quality of living is very different to the quality of living uh as compared to some of the developing developing markets like india or hong kong or some of the markets see an average home in the united states is about 2500 to 3000 square feet average home i'm saying right so they have basements they have you know spaces where they can go and actually sit and work quietly and their internet connectivity the power 
uh, situation. All of those things are a big plus. Um, so you never see somebody complaining saying, hey, my connectivity has gone down because I don't have power. We don't have this issue and all of that stuff. So when a company like a Google or a Microsoft or some of the large corporates say, we're going to work from home for the next nine to 12 months across the globe, it may not be the right solution. And that's what we are seeing from all our customers. Because in India, let's take an example of India. Our average home is 1,200 square feet. Uh, and, and the bigger homes are maybe 15 to 1,800, which is a three-bedroom. If husband and wife are working, the children are also uh, online for these classes. There isn't enough space for us to operate out of, one. Second thing is, I think the whole thing about human being human beings being social animals and the fact that when you are in front of each other, you ideate better, you share knowledge better. The the connect between two human beings is very different. United States always had the concept of people working from home, I would say, uh, for some of the, I would say for about 10% of their employees, right? So anybody who is coding, who is, uh, who is doing customer support could work from home because all they had to do was keep the computer line on uh, and, and be accessible to a phone. India is very different, right? The, the kind of jobs that we are doing are very different. There are jobs in the financial industry, which is more security related. So that may or may not work. So again, if you look at Hong Kong, 800 square feet average size of a two-bedroom or a two-bedroom apartment, 1,000 square feet for a three-bedroom apartment. How do you expect people to work from home? So the, the thing is, the one fixed solution that most companies originally came up with is not working. Uh, India more so from our own employees, I'm saying Western employees or even people from the outside, uh, customers of ours, a lot of them have come back and said their productivity is, initially the productivity was up and now the social fatigue is hitting people and the productivity levels are dropping. And so this the so-called work from home, work from anywhere may not work for some of the developing markets and uh, I think more so younger generation markets which have a lot of generation Z uh, where these kids want that face-to-face interaction for sharing of knowledge ideas I am not too sure how successful it will be in the Indian or at least the developing markets which is why we are seeing a lot of customers looking at bringing back the employees to almost 70-80% by September of this year. Uh, India will probably be one of the first countries that will have a lot of people coming back to work as compared to some of the other countries. U.S., I'm not sure. U.S., even the law firms and some of the um, accounting firms are talking about three days a week from office Mm -hmm. and two days from home. You are seeing that transformation happening even in the U.S. But India, I would say 100% back to office or at least between 70 to 80% back to office by, I would say, September of this year. Hmm. So my belief is that Roaster is actually, I mean, people say it's going to bring the best of both the worlds. My belief is going to bring the worst of both the worlds because if, if that's not executed properly, you know, some people from the team are coming into office and some others are at home. And it's three days a week where you've got to decide your own days. I think it's going to be a mess unless and until it's executed like to the T. So that's what I think. 
so basically uh, what we're saying is that these workplace solutions are going to be relevant for the coming years right that's what it's i it's going to be customized for every country mm-hmm. okay culturally we are very different as well right, right? absolutely culturally yeah. very different and every every country is different from from a culture standpoint the way you interact with your colleagues to the way uh, a person in the united states interacts or a person in europe interacts is very different right um and uh, it's very common for us uh to ideate interact go and grab a cup of coffee or even for that matter grab a beer at the you know in the evening just all of all the youngsters get together talk so the uh not that it's not done in the united states or europe it's a very different concept i mean in the us by the time it's 5 o'clock in the evening people are you know busy getting into their cars driving back home they have got a thing monday to friday is their work life for us um, our work life extends into saturdays and sundays as well right as family yeah. and friends become our family in this part of the world there there's a very clear distinction between friends and family here right. friends become extended family in our culture so it's it's it we will see things change evolve over the next i would say 12 to 24 months um but i still think 80% to 85% of the workforce will still come back to work and mm-hmm. it will be that 50% workforce which don't really need to be at a designated space is what's going to operate from homes so what are the milestones that you're looking at for western specifically in the coming 12 to 24 months you know uh, i'll answer this question differently you know what are westian's goals or rather what is it that we want to do in the next 12 to 24 months right so from a westian standpoint uh, see our core business is corporate real estate as in you know giving a customer an end to end solution so we're trying to bring in technology in each of these key elements and i'll take project management as an example uh project management generally is if you are the customer and your space is getting built um you hire a project manager like bastian to come in and help you build the space so we help you design the space we then get it executed or built for you so the cycle of this whole uh, you know from the time you you trigger the space to the time you actually move in is about i would say between 6 to 8 months and that's where a project manager comes in to do all of this stuff so what we are talking about in the traditional world or let's say pre pandemic we would send daily reports weekly reports that come to you um saying okay this was what was planned this is what is getting built this is what has been built um this is the cost that we originally envisaged this is what where we are today and we expect the price to be let's say or we expect the project to close at this particular number all of this a lot of papers back and forth emails back and forth etc etc so now we are going completely paperless and thanks to the pandemic we actually yeah. got fast track yeah so absolutely is now digitalized pragya so what's happening right now is our entire reporting system is digitalized now we are using drones to actually wow. map the progress of construction on a daily basis so my drones fly every day in the morning and evening at the site and we're using a software to actually stitch the pictures so what happens is you will know 
if you fly if you see yesterday's video to today's video you will know exactly how much amount of work has actually been constructed or rather has happened in incredible i'd actually seen drones oh. only in weddings <laughs> but exactly uh, <laughs> so here you see progress of construction on a daily basis and we're also thinking of live streaming the entire construction through drones 24/7 so uh in addition to you know flying them twice a day we're also thinking of having cameras and and live streaming the entire construction progress all of this on your onto your mobile phones so without you having to move yourself from your office or your home to the site everything comes to you on a uh, on your mobile phone so you actually get to see the progress of construction um 24/7 on your mobile phones uh so that's the kind of technology usage that we are talking about for project management so let's say you are a customer in the united states or europe or anywhere in the world and you say hey i want to i want to lease 50000 square feet of space today normally what happens is people take pictures send it to them send location maps and all of that stuff again we're trying to bring in the the drones giving them an aerial view giving them the the different views of the building actually flying the drones to show the space mapping the drones with your design software for you to figure out how you know the space will look once designed all of that again virtual reality and all of that stuff the pandemic actually fast track technology and digitalization to a, a lot of extent in our yeah. we have fast forwarded by you know pretty much by 5 years minimum everything is fast minimum so now we are in a situation where we are looking at ways and means to simplify the customers requirements so even when you design something right like let's take an example of a home forget an office for the time being um you go to a designer he or she will give you 3d imagery for you to see how the finished home looks like you how does your cot look like how does your um shoe rack looks like now all of that is virtual reality so we do the design we do it on virtual reality we send a video the guy actually sees a walk through of his finished home on his computer or on his mobile and he knows how the finished home is going to look like so again so fast forward 5 years thanks to pandemic uh every organization is trying to do this and we more so because we have realized that this is the only way that we can actually um help the customers make faster decisions and uh, and again save money as well in the long term i mean it's not just about doing it faster but also saving money dollars for them in, in during the pandemic everybody is thinking about tightening their belts yeah it's the best way to do this is technology right and customers are able to make decisions you know and saving money people don't have to fly back and forth everything is happening you know it's it's available to them by click of a button and they're able to make all these decisions that's where i think uh, we are adding value to the corporate real estate world so how is the company culture these days uh, like i understand uh, technology is suddenly fast tracked everything for us uh, how is it going for westin is your team adapting to it quickly you know i again uh, it's it's a good question um the generation z and the y uh, are able to adapt to um this kind of stuff faster so um if you look at a vestian as an organization uh 
40% of the company is, I would say, um, has a very high diversity in terms of women being leaders. Um, so my direct reports, I think are close to out of the 14 direct reports I have, 12 of them are women. And they are, um, you know, they are the ones Unbelievable. The I think Western is an exception uh, then. Because that generally doesn't is, happen. It, see, in the corporate real estate world, to find women in top spots is also very difficult to come by. But I've always had faith in the generation Y and Z. And, uh, you know, we've got very young leaders. So our leaders, average age is between 32 to 35. And uh, these are actually doing well for themselves and doing well for Bestian as an organization. Because today, um, my head of corporate communications is, is a woman. My head of project management is a woman. My head of a design and build business is a woman. My head, the, the transaction business is led by a woman. So all the key decision makers or the key drivers for Vestian are all women taking us to the next level. Um, it's actually them who have actually come up with this brilliant idea of digitalization or ringing in technology. And they're pushing the envelope quite a bit in the sense that uh, they are making people within the, I mean, there is always a pushback, uh, right? I mean, uh, anybody who doesn't understand technology, there is always a pushback saying, hey, this doesn't, this won't work. This will not work. Um, you know, why will somebody look at the progress of construction on a phone? He or she will want to come to the site and see. So there is a lot of pushback within the team as well. Having said that, these individuals are really pushing the envelope and making people understand that this is the way forward. And adapting to technology is the only way that companies like Westian offer that matter. Anybody in the corporate real estate world will survive. Otherwise, we will be uh, obsolete in no time. And that's that's what these young leaders are pushing us to do. And thank God we have done it in the last one year. And that's helped us a lot. Otherwise, we would have really been a in a bad spot. Uh, had we not uh, adapted to the technology, adapted to all of these newer ideas the leaders are giving us. All right. So any last words of wisdom for our listeners? Any leadership mantra that has helped you for so many years? So I have, uh, I have a very interesting thought that, that always, that I, I've always said this to all my, uh, you know, there is a, so you heard of this lady called Zaha Hadid. She was, considered the, um, how do I say, the go-to person from an architectural standpoint. Um, she always said that I will never give myself the luxury of thinking uh, that I've made it. Uh, I'm not the same I was I was 20 years ago, but I'll always set the bar higher for myself and for my team. So uh, the words of wisdom from me to, to all the people listening in, you know, I'm not the person to look up to. But having said that, you know, okay, that was spending just a hard, modest uh, way of putting it. But then, okay, no, go I'm, on. <laughs> I'm saying after spending 25, 30 years of my life in the in the corporate real estate world, um, what I've learned is that there are always better ways to do things, right? Um, the best ideas have actually come to me from the younger generation. Um, I have seen that their ideas are far more impressive you know if i thought that this is the only way to do things uh, i wouldn't have been successful i've always looked up to younger generation and said okay 
I've always thrown out, thrown, thrown the question to them saying, what's a better way of doing it? And I've always realized that they have better ideas. And, uh, and I think when I listen to those ideas, uh, it's been always been the best way or rather the success for, for Vestian. And that's been my mantra. Listen to the people. Whenever there's been a challenge, put it out there. Um, you still have the veto right any which way if you think that the ideas are not good. But nine out of ten times you will get ideas which are definitely much better than yours. And uh, the younger generation is is the go-to for all of us. I think, uh, you know, they are far more smarter than us. They're more intelligent. They They know how to get things done. And they actually simplify things, right? So, uh, thank you so much, uh, Srini, for joining us today. And I wish you all the best for your journey. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pragya, for having me here. So, if you have any feedback or would like to feature an HD Smartcast Leadership Lessons, you can ping me at the rate Pragya Gulati on LinkedIn. You can also write to us at the rate HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast is present across social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. For more such podcasts, go to htsmartcast.com. Thank you. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.